Hello, and welcome back to our latest installment of Eye for an Eye. We are your hosts, Julia, Lisa, and Matt, and we are here to determine whether the punishment, or lack thereof, fits the crime. Due to the graphic nature of some of the topics we will be touching on, listener discretion is advised. Good evening, ladies and germs. Welcome back to another rendition of Eye for an Eye. Eye for an Eye. Eye for an Eye. Eye for an Eye. I'm your host, Matt. I'm here with my lovely co-hostesses with the mostesses, Jules and Lisa. I'm Lisa. Lisa. in with your own name. (laughs) All right. I dig it. Um, Lisa's ready to go. So, tonight, we are going to be discussing a very sad, very unique case. I'll just leave it at that and we'll dive in. The name is Cheyenne Willis, and Cheyenne's going to have a very interesting role to play in this, first as victim, and then as something else. I forgot how wild this case was. It's wild. A shit show. A shit show, truly. Let's dive in head first, crack our skull on the bottom if we have to. So, on July 8th, 2017, friends and family gathered in Coleraine Township, about 20 miles northwest of Cincinnati, Ohio, eager to learn... If young, 21-year-old Cheyenne Willis was expecting a baby boy or baby girl. They're having a gender reveal, folks. Cheyenne was winding down from the day's celebrations, having everybody at the house, and watching the Spider-Man movie with the dozen or so remaining guests in her house. No one could have ever expected that just mere moments later, everyone's lives would be changed forever. At around 11.30 p.m., On the night of the 8th, three men entered the home through an unlocked door and immediately opened fire on the unsuspecting guests, including the very pregnant Cheyenne and children who were in the home. Police said that at least 14 rounds were fired. We have 911 calls that came in immediately after. 911 dispatcher had her. disturbing phone calls there obviously immediately following a tragedy Cheyenne's cousin 22 year old Autumn Garrett was fatally shot Garrett's husband Brian and two of their children were also shot and Brian was even struck in the eye Uh, an 8 year old boy was among those shot and the others wounded were Morgan Bradley age 24 Elijah Clemens age 26 who was Willis's boyfriend and lived at the house and Cheyenne Willis's mother, Lori White, age 51. Tragically, the family's dog was also shot and wounded. Uh, this entire assault on their house occurred in under two minutes, with the assailants fleeing back into the night after their shooting rampage ended. Eight people in total were wounded and one killed. 
in under two minutes. That scares the shit out of me. Police arrived less than five minutes after the shooting began, finding a front yard filled with people screaming for help. Chaos reigned, and nobody could identify who the shooters were or any motive for the seemingly unprovoked attack. Witnesses said two or more men clad in all black had entered the home through a screen door and fired off over a dozen rounds before fleeing the same way they'd entered. So it seems to me like not only was this a well-coordinated attack, but also planned well in advance and with intent to harm as many people as possible. It's horrifying. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. It's like, I don't know, that's what scares me. Like, imagine us being chilling, watching a movie or some shit, and somebody just kicking the door, waving the 4-4. Like, what are you supposed to do? Well, let's be honest, you're never getting me to watch Spider-Man, first of all. Facts. It definitely wouldn't have been me at this party. Second of all. At 11.30, when they're like, oh, yeah, we're about to throw on Spider-Man, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go smoke this This blunt. This is what happens when uh, we invite Matt to game night. This is exactly what happens. I'll play games. You guys play games. I'll go in the other room and watch Not Spider-Man. One day we'll have a game night. But go on. Yeah, that's horrifying. Not in my town. Not in any of my five towns. That's an entourage quote for you. Uh, But anyways, witnesses told the police that shooters didn't say anything or demand any property amidst all this incident. They said the shooters entered, fired, and then ran away. That is disturbing to me unto itself because in normal home invasions they're precipitated by some burglary or other type of crime like they're not just in here shooting at people randomly Uh, but in this case the intent was purely to inflict mass casualties which is very scary downright frightening if you're asking me police estimated that at least 14 rounds were fired from small arms ammunition Uh, The attack on the home was executed with precision and ferocity to the extent that the police believed that this was a targeted attack on the home's occupants rather than a random break-in. In an interview with media outlets shortly after the shooting, Cheyenne Willis told media that she had lost her fetus after being shot in the thigh. Police believed Cheyenne to be the intended target of the investigation, since it was her house, and at first wondered if it was intentional or that she had been shot to prevent her child from ever having to be born. Whoa. However, as police continued their investigation, more questions started to arise than answers. So they had an intended motive for what they thought, but as often occurs, there is always some subtext. The first sign that something was not quite right about the shooting, according to the police, is that the victims in the case were less than eager to aid police in the investigation. Often in criminal investigations, police will unveil the seedier aspects of people's lives they might not otherwise have been privy to, and unfortunately that's the case with a lot of people. This seems to have been the case with Cheyenne Willis. Now let's see if we have a news clip of her interview. Play it for you here now. Police is adding to the already numerous questions. Police say the victims have been intentionally misleading them. In a statement today, Chief Mark Denny said... As an example, we were led to believe an unborn child was murdered in this incident only to find out that was not the case. That information is not provided to embarrass anyone, only to provide a fair understanding of the challenges we've faced in the past nine days. 
Even within hours of the shooting, investigators seem to be skeptical about the story that a woman lost a baby. You don't even know if that's true. We, again, we have not confirmed any of that individually at all. That's just, we heard in that third party. Now police say Cheyenne Willis made up the story that she was pregnant and lied that she lost the baby. The gender reveal was all a sham. A statement released by the police after the shooting noted that we have been given information we have found to be false. Yeah. Turns out, Cheyenne was never actually pregnant. Why would Cheyenne be holding a party in celebration of her non-existent pregnancy? What purpose would it serve to falsify information to leave police on a false trail after your house just got shot up? She knew that was the only way she could get her friends to watch Spider-Man. Honestly, that's probably it. But, I mean, it does, it does, it's very confusing. Are we talking about Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? <laughs> Andrew Garfield Spider-Man? Tobey Maguire is the only Spider-Man Tom I have ever watched and probably ever will watch. That's a fact. There's even an animated Spider-Man now. Yeah. Into the Spider-Verse one. or something? Yeah, yeah the Spider-Verse, right? Spider-Man. They're all little Spider-Men. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. Why would she be holding a party for her non-existing pregnancy? And then what purpose would it serve to falsify information to lead cops on the wrong trail? What is the purpose? Dr. Caleb Adler, a professor of psychiatry at the University of Cincinnati's College of Medicine, said false pregnancies fall into two categories, volitional or pseudosciasis. A person with pseudosciasis believes she is pregnant and may have physical signs that support that belief, such as weight gain, menstrual irregularity, and other traditional indicators of pregnancy. However, that is very uncommon. The statistic is believed to be 1 in 22,000 pregnancies, so it is rather uncommon. However, when false pregnancy is volitional, the person knows she is not pregnant but says she is, it can be the result of a personality disorder, a bid for attention, or maybe just for personal gain, whether that is financial or to affect the course of a relationship. I think that kind of like dabbles into Munchausen's, in my opinion, like faking, like, I don't know, why, like, what personal gain are you going to get from faking a pregnancy? Right. Like, you're going to get a bunch of diapers? I think you're right. I think it is like some, the same psychological probably. Right. And you said that, Matt, like some sort of personality disorder, bid for attention, you know, I think that's all wrapped up in like a funky little package but it's just like it's really fascinating a funky little package funky little package funky little package I'm gonna write a song called the funky little package (laughs) wait maybe maybe. only if um, Matt's band which which you called what (laughs) What the white willies what did you call it no it's called like white fucks West Virginia what did you call it rich little white fucks rich little white fucks rich little white fucks or something like that yeah that's what it was seems clear that we don't really know the severity of the trouble she was facing uh, and we don't really know we can't really diagnose what exactly made her manifest this child whether it was to deceive to deflect from something else just to get some attention so that somebody would notice her or maybe it could very well be what Jules said she couldn't find anybody else to watch spider-man while police were searching hard for suspects and a motive It was more and more apparent that more things were coming to light about Cheyenne that they should question. She was no stranger to viral news stories when this occurred in 2018. 
On December 24th, 2014, Cheyenne Willis was involved in a viral video where she claimed that she was set up by her now ex-boyfriend, Quincy Gardner. She said that the two were driving to pick up money from his brother. As they did so, they came to a stop. Gardner allegedly pulled her out of the vehicle, and five women approached her and started attacking her. She said that they kicked her, bound her wrists, cut her hair, wrote a message on her forehead, and robbed her before fleeing the scene. She got jumped, is what she's trying to tell us. Cheyenne received viral status after posting pictures of herself after having been assaulted. So she was already internet famous uh, before she ever came across the police in 2017. This is just so bizarre. Infamous. Infamous, yes. The people came out later who jumped her and said like the story she told was not at all what happened. Yeah. So she tried to make it like a woe is me, I got jumped for no reason type of story. Whereas like these people were like, she stole my car, she wouldn't give it back, she was talking shit, so we beat her ass. Not condoning violence, but there was more to the story than like these people randomly jumped me. Yeah. And cut my hair. Right. And I think it all just like adds on, it, it, we're all just, it, it's like piling Attention. on to the fact that Cheyenne is not like credible. Yes. She is an unreliable narrator. Is she perhaps the anti-hero? <laughs> is she the villain in a Spider-Man movie? So Cheyenne was internet famous, as we'll say. She was infamous. In regards to fake pregnancy, police spokesman James Love told People Magazine that Willis could not be charged for anything in result of that. Charges will only be considered if the falsehood is somehow linked to the shooting, is what he said. As ridiculous as it might be, and this is a quote, as ridiculous as it might be, it's not a crime to lie, and it's not a crime to have a party over that lie, Love said. Now, if she lied and put everyone in danger, of course, the shooters would be the main focus, but to press charges would be a decision up to the local prosecutors. So, he's saying that she can't be charged with lying over having a party, but if the reason she lied and got everybody in that room led to this shooting, there's still that door being open. We'll leave the light on for you. Cheyenne evaded police and on a technicality and oversight of legal precedents to establish a motive for the crimes. So basically what we're saying there is she kind of got off with a slap on the wrist on the fact that she could have perpetrated these crimes and been responsible for them. She hosted a gender reveal party and spread falsehoods about a baby she was never even having. While not illegal... She was lying to police and friends. So, something to question. At least, sorry, this is, like, insensitive, but at least they didn't go through, like, all of the baby, like, events because you have gender reveal and usually people bring something there. Right. And then you have a baby shower, people bring stuff there. And then usually when the baby's born, you get it another present. Right. Like, there's so many baby events, at least they didn't get that far down into the spiral of this law. True. Just got to the gender reveal before somebody's like, I'm shooting this motherfucker. Um, <laughs> just saying that's what happened sorry if that's callous but it, it's chilling honestly a neighbor was quoted as saying to the local news outlet it was pretty quick succession it was one after the other like they went in there and they unloaded as many bullets as they possibly could and then ran off with Cheyenne not being cooperative and her family not really able to give any information Police were forced to infer other potential reasons for the shooting. 
The area was known for drug and gang activity, so those were the immediate conclusions that they came to. And they began investigating the Willis and Garrett families for potentially illicit activities. Authorities said it took almost a year and a half to make arrests in the case because detectives looked into several false leads. Colerain Township Police Chief Mark Denny said uncooperative witnesses provided misinformation that, quote, hindered the investigation, no doubt. It seems clear to me that even though Cheyenne was a victim in this, there were some other factors that went in, and police had enough information to at least be able to go back and say, hey, we know this is a haven for drug and gang activity. Maybe we should start looking into that. Police sifted through tens of thousands of text messages, emails, and other evidence. It's insane. Tens of thousands. Think about that. And I was, I was thinking about this, too, like all of the time that they wasted with those false leads. Yeah. Over a year and a half? Like... What could have been accomplished in that time with the time that they've wasted? Police said as they went through these texts, emails, any other evidence they had, they eventually tied the witnesses into a number of drug rings operating in the area. They believed that the killers drove to the party with the intent of killing everyone inside, including Cheyenne Willis. They said the attendees of the party were tied to three drug rings. This evidence was accumulated over time as investigators found evidence of Willis's drug connections first and knowing that she had some, let's say, seedier friends in the area. As we said, police often uncover these things about people after the fact. Uh, they eventually determined that this was a murder for hire and that Willis had been the primary target in the assault on her home. Multiple attendees of the party, about a dozen of whom stayed with her late into the night to watch Spider-Man, were believed to have been connected to drug rings in some capacity. So police believe that that was the true motive for the, show, uh, for the shooting, excuse me, and that they were somehow involved and therefore being targeted because what they were doing involved the shooters. We don't know who they are yet, but we will find out. Sadly, they believe that Autumn Garrett, who was the victim who was killed, was not involved and just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Can you imagine, like, going to support your friend who you think is having a baby? You end up dying because of whatever bullshit she's involved in? Yeah. That's just so upsetting. I'd come back and haunt her forever. I'm going to haunt you guys as well, but, like, in a friendly way. I'll just, like, check in on you. That's also, cool. shout out to the ghost that lives in this house. Uh, I think we no. left it in in the tiki room, though. <laughs> That's even scarier. <laughs> I don't Should think it's scary. Should we go scary. to a seance and find out? Ooh, probably not right. Well, Police eventually worked their way into infiltrating members of this whole alleged drug ring through text messages and communications after the shooting. So these people got themselves shot, and then they indicted themselves by continuing to allow the police to search through their phones. There were four men, all from the general area of Columbus, so not that close to where we're talking about in Colorado Township here, who were in the alleged criminal organization and believed to have been active participants in planning and executing the shooting. The suspects were all previously convicted felons, and one was actually already in prison on drug-related charges. They were all arrested in various stages of criminal exploits. The motive for the murders remains unchallenged regarding the drug ring ties. The perpetrators' names were Vandal Slade, 30, of Columbus. He was charged with murder, attempted murder, and felonious assault. 
James Eccles, 23, he was charged with aggravated murder, aggravated burglary, nine counts of felonious assault, and eight counts of attempted murder. Michael Sinan, he faced charges of aggravated murder, aggravated burglary, multiple counts of felonious assault, and attempted murder. And Roshan Bishop, 28, he was also charged with murder, felonious assault, and attempted murder. Roshan Bishop was the unfortunate soul who was already in prison on drug trafficking charges when he was charged in this case, so he was getting double whammied. Although all of these men had been indicted for the murders, they are still awaiting trial for the crimes. Cheyenne Willis has not resurfaced on the internet, but her cousin's husband, Brian Garrett, has been anxiously awaiting the outcome of the trial of his wife's killers. So we do consider this a blind eye in our repertoire. Uh, because this case has not been resolved yet. But we do want to talk a little bit about eye for an eye and what we think should happen. Because this case brings up a multitude of questions. So we have four men who were, quote-unquote, the shooters, part of an alleged drug ring, all responsible, allegedly, for planning and executing this murder. Now, why exactly, whether if it was revenge, whether if it was to teach a lesson, obviously they have not admitted, and Cheyenne Willis has not emerged with any of that information, so we are left to speculate. But we do have to ask, do these men deserve the same culpability for their participation in the murder and shooting? Because there were four of them. Vandal Slade was considered to be the ringleader, and he planned it. Now, I also want to clarify Charged with murder, attempted murder, and felonious assault. So they're all being indicted to send them to jail for life. Felonious assault means you are assaulting someone in the midst of committing another felony. So you attacked someone and committed another felony, which was either armed robbery, burglary, or attempted murder. Um, So do these men, all four of them, deserve to be charged the same way? I don't know because I'm too distracted by the thought of this of the punishment that Cheyenne should face. Right, that's our next question. And Jules. so I'm sorry. I'm I'm also doing a quick Google to see if like there's been any update. I don't believe so. It doesn't seem like since it. 2018. No, I don't believe there has. But I tend to agree with you. I'm curious to know what Cheyenne's responsibility right. in this whole thing is, and if she's the one that orchestrated it. So that's question two. Do we think Cheyenne Willis played a part in the orchestration of the shooting? And if not, why lie to your family and police about being pregnant? I don't have a clue why she would. I don't know. I don't know if she necessarily played a part in the orchestration of the shooting, but I do think she had some bad blood with the people that came in and tried to kill her. Right. But it's... It's very weird to me. The whole thing is very strange and doesn't make much sense, which is why I'm kind of confused. There hasn't been like more movement on the case because I think it's because it took a while. Sense. It took a while to round all four of them up. They were all in yeah. different. Well, do you phases. believe that they still deserve the same culpability? All of them deserve the same culpability. I do, honestly. I've said that for years about like mob trials. Like if you plan the shooting if you're the guy who put it all in motion and if it wasn't for you this would have never happened you deserve the same culpability as the guy that pulled the trigger because it wouldn't have happened without you and that goes for Cheyenne as well if she's the one responsible for it this never would have happened if she hadn't been planning it next question what type of sentence do we think is appropriate for these shooters they killed the person wounded eight others including three children and a dog 
What's the appropriate type of sentence for these shooters and coordinator of the shootings? Well, I think it has to be uh, taken into consideration that they randomly shot up a party of people. Yes. With no regard. They didn't, like, go and walk up to Cheyenne and shoot her in the head. You know what I mean? Right. And that sounded really harsh, but, like, truly, they, like, went in with no regard. It's like shooting up. It's like James Holmes that we talked about yeah. in our first Wanton episode disregard. this season. Yeah. It's you just shot and didn't care who you were hitting. Yep. And not that it matters if you did care, but, like, I think that should play a role. It's like you wanted to kill the most number of people. You just failed at doing what you went in to do. Totally agree. So I don't know what kind of sense. Life, 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 lifetimes, life. life. I still want to know, like, I want to know the motive. Not that the motive matters, right? Killing a bunch of people with no reason. like that, That's kind of what I'm stuck on. Like, I'd like to know just because I'm curious. I just, yeah, I just want more details. Because, like, yeah. that helps me come up with what, okay, do I think they need a death penalty? Or do I think that they should just never see the light of day again? Problem with this is I don't think, unless they are convicted, they'll ever admit to why they did it, you know? Yeah, I mean, what kind of explanation could you give? No, this is such a weird case. <laughs> and like, it's very and weird. so the most it's recent like... article I could find was from October of 2019, and it says chief of police said this tedious task requires a great deal of time, and no way has this investigation hit a dead end or gone cold. New information is learned daily, and interviews continue on a daily basis. Like I said, that was in 2019, so we don't know if that's still the case. But I just this seems like it should be cut and dry. So I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. I, I would agree. I To me, it's like, if, okay, like say for whatever reason, if you coordinated these shootings, you deserve, because what Lisa said, and, and to your point too, Jules, like what, what constitutes being a murderer, right? What constitutes being crazy? You killed somebody, you did it blatantly, you didn't care how you did it. These guys walked in and started popping off shots in a room full of people. They're lucky they only killed one person. Right. They could have killed five very easily. Either they're the worst shots in the world or they're the best shots in the world and they only intended to kill one person. But they fired 15, almost 15 shots. A bunch of people sitting on a couch watching Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, that's the thing to me is like, you were very clearly intending to kill a mass amount of people. Also, like, what? Did they just literally, like, bust through the door? That's so yeah. scary. Yeah, door was open. That's another thing that sticks in my craw, though. Why was the door open? Right, I, it's hard because... Well, I mean, we, like, I keep my door open sometimes. It's literally said here that the police figure that this was based on drug and gang activity due to the area they were in. So why you got your door open? I don't like that. Okay, you can find me in the safest place in America with doors, like, locked. I just I don't know. It see it it's hard for me to think about the fact that Cheyenne has no part in this because she lied about her pregnancy and obviously I'm sending you guys a picture I found in one of the articles where they're literally she's standing and like people are like she's touching her belly with like one of her friends. Yeah, she's disturbed. Do you Ew. Think she's like, like even trying to push it out. Friends? Like that's my thing is is like was she like a Munchausen type situation. That's why I think I need to like back up first and like sort out this shit with Cheyenne before I can decide about yeah. these guys because if she's mentally unwell and number one, like she needs to be helped appropriately. But number two, like I'm not saying it removes any of the guilt placed upon the people who actually went in and shot up the place. But like 
if she what like what if she basically did everything except pull the trigger and was like we'll be here here's the people my door will be open I don't know I I just... but like do we have any evidence that she wanted something like, that's the thing you're right like we just genuinely don't have a lot of information right. about this case and it doesn't are they getting the information that's what I want to know it's like what's happening that actually leads us that's a great segue that leads us to our next question what should the sentence be for Cheyenne Willis if any does she deserve to bear some of the responsibility for the outcome of these shootings? I think that's hard to say because we have no... Yeah, we got to sort her shit out. Like, why did she lie about the pregnancy? And does it have any... Was this a shooting that was completely unrelated to that or was it related? Right. It just seems like there are a lot of things... A lot of things happened at once. Right. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. There's a lot of unanswered questions here. To me, I think based on what i'm reading she sounds like she knew what was going on right and so therefore she should be held responsible I but mean, these guys came from out of town to her place that night when she had all these people in her house for a gender reveal party for a but do you think they happy. knew that well yes that's what i'm saying like for a gender reveal party for a kid she's not happy they knew it was tonight Maybe she posted on Facebook about it. I don't fucking know. But to me, the door being open is the last straw. Like, they just came through the side door. They knew which door to come in. They knew where to, where everybody was going to be sitting at. But that could just be from knowing her. Yeah, it very well could be. But to me, it sounds too sketchy. Like if I'm It's just very it. interesting that two separate really bizarre and horrifying scenarios happened at once for the it, it feels too ironic for them to not be connected too coincidental but it's also like i don't if so if they were going after cheyenne why would they why would they just break in her house and kill her any old time if they were killing people at random and they wanted to hurt the most people how did they only manage you know like what was it to scare her like what was the deal and i think she i genuinely think she had shady dealings like i think if she wasn't in on them killing people at her party, I think she did something for them to want to come after her, hurt people she knew. You know, like sometimes that whole idea of I'm going to kill the people you love the most instead of you to make you hurt type of thing. But then again, they shot at random. They completely just, they didn't care at that point. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I want more answers immediately. I agree. So... I also want to ask you guys, does the shooting become public news and such high profile if there were any other circumstances for a high profile victim? Now, we also found out that some of that story was a little bit fabricated, right? Like later stories tell us that some of what happened with her ex-boyfriend and her getting jumped, some of that was a little bit exacerbated for, for emphasis. So... Exaggerated, exa exaggerated emphasis is the proper term, but to make it seem like it was much worse. Because Cheyenne was something of a celebrity in the community. It, obviously, her case achieved more acclaim and interest from people. Does this help or hurt? Well, right, so maybe was this shooting related to that other, her other, like, viral thing? I don't know. It, it, it was. just, like, so many strange coincidences like Lisa was saying, that I, I just, like, we need to know more information. I fully agree. But the last part of that question, does this help or hurt investigations and prosecutions? 
for people who are quote unquote famous or infamous as Lisa said? I think you can do both. I think about, I will never get over the Netflix, uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Like, That's what it's called. That was like, go check out episode, I don't know what, but we covered the Gamagnata. But that was the first time where my mind, I was like, my mind was blown with the power of internet sleuthing. And so it's helpful, but it can also really be a mess. So I don't, I don't know. I agree. I agree. His mom also wrote a book and we got sent it. I don't think Matt ever read it, but I read it and it was insane. Right. This one, this is like, I saw it in that. And I think we'll even have to do with like that, a follow up episode on that. Yeah. We should. Definitely. But that, I think in that, even in that particular circumstance, there were things that the sleuths did that were helpful and hurtful. And I think it's hurtful only when you look at it from the police perspective and like the trial perspective right because like so many things can't come into evidence if x y and z happen right but so many cases recently gabby petito's case was solved by internet sleuths they that's how they found her body is because a couple on youtube it's just crazy rewound it looked at it in slow motion and saw her man that's where her body was right and i think another thing too like i've always said this like i will spend any of my free time processing rape kits like because i think that's like something like the police doesn't always have manpower to do the things that need to be done to solve crimes and like i'll do it (laughs) yeah like i'm in (laughs) i will i will process rape kits we can look at you know footage give me documents i will look like i don't know i think it's i think it's definitely becoming so i think it's also this is gonna sound terrible and People are going to be mad that I say this. But I also think it's like cops and investigators are kind of butthurt almost that average civilians are doing better jobs at cracking cases. Well, even like thinking about the technological knowledge you have to have, that isn't a part of basic police training. And that's not their fault. Like, no, these some of these people that do this internet sleuthing are like. Wizards. And some of them are just like people on like TikTok all day long, like me. Well, I think you do need to be partially tech genius to make a TikTok because I, I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've said I don't know a hundred times in this. I know. Yeah, this is one of those like well, it, that's the thing about these blind eye cases. We are always left with like, oh, I just don't know. But I, I we still have to ask the questions. Cases. I know. I, I know. hate them. And even though this one, they they did say their charges. It seems like they're still building a case. So we'll definitely update if we get any more answers. Absolutely. I think Jules is right. It does help and hurt investigations and prosecutions depending on how you look at it. And I also think. The main way it hurts investigations is just by what you're able to admit and like submit. Well, right, and like things coming out that shouldn't necessarily like. Yeah, I don't know things like especially because like, for example, searching for a missing person. Obviously, you want as many people as possible, so that's good when that happens. But if it's like a one person, a murder scene, you don't want people trampling all over the crime scene. You don't want people showing up to the house. You know, like that kind of stuff. Because there's definitely parts of cases that you need to preserve in order to prosecute and and get a conviction so let's talk about how public perception changes if a case plays out over a number of years and if defendants have a right to a speedy trial gosh i feel like we just talked about that recently too speedy trial 
That's yeah. right. It doesn't even exist. Does they that does that aid in them avoiding harsher sentence? Like the out of sight, out of mind other cases come up that are bigger, 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 harsher, crazier. Yep. Worth asking that question. I think if I can answer first. Uh, I definitely do. I think these cases tend to go out of the public eye, and therefore they play out longer, and therefore they get more convoluted. More and more comes up, more things about, you know, mistreatment in jail and all these things that defendants have claimed and, like, misrepresentation of an attorney. And, like, you can find so many things as time plays out. And granted, maybe that's part of the justice system doing what it's supposed to do, but... It, to me, seems like the longer you wait, the more it's going to take. Wasn't there a case we just covered? I cannot remember what case it was. Tyler Hadley. No, where my where the um, case was taken to court right when O.J. Simpson happened. And so, like, no one paid attention to the case. I know that happened, but I don't know if it's one we've already covered. Where it's like there was another... Oh, I think it was BT. No. We talked about it. I definitely remember yeah, the conversation, but I don't remember. a case that we covered where it was kind of like not really talked about because O.J. Simpson's case happened like as the verdict was supposed to come down for this other case. Well, weren't we just talking about another one where like 9-11 happened like the very next day? Oh, yeah. That, that also. Yeah. Like that that's something where you're like, what the fuck? That, like, was, that was Jordan Brown's, I think, right? Yes, it was. I'll tell you guys another one that really... Speaking of 9-11 and that happening was... If you guys ever saw the movie Spotlight, excellent film, by the yes. way. Yes. This is wrong. The Boston uh, Boston Globe's uncovering yes. of like sex scandals in the Catholic Church. It's oh, no, I have not. But didn't it win a bunch of awards? It won a bunch of awards. It's yes, literally really one good. of the best films I've ever seen. It's excellent. Great cast. It's such a great story. But they were set to release an article that had... Literally hundreds of victims' testimonies in it. Oh, I did hear that. On September 11th. Like, the night before, they had a meeting saying, like... Conspiracy Conspiracy! Can we make a spinoff of conspiracies? Because I have a lot of them that I want to talk about. Fuck yeah. (gasps) What should it be called? We'd love feedback from everybody who's listening. So give us some feedback. Conspiracies. Conspiracies. Thank you all for coming and listening Wait. with us tonight. Oh, there was no eye for an eye. There is no eye for an eye. We don't have any eyes yet. But we will let you all know. We don't. We can't see anything yet. This is all very convoluted because this is a very confusing case. And we're all like, what the fuck is going on? pretty much. You guys listen to this whole crazy ass story just for us to say like, what the fuck happened? We have no idea what's going on in real life. So... We will let you guys know when we find out anything. If anybody else has any insight, if you're from Colorado Township, holler at me. Let us know. But we'd like to know the true vibes. So hook us up. Let us know. Also, if you have insight, please tell us because (laughs) we are desperate for answers. Anything would give us some clarity and help. Maybe we should call the court. (laughs) court. Hey, we run a podcast. We just want to know what the fuck is taking so long. (laughs) Where uh, are they? Where is Cheyenne? Is she in jail? Or is she just chilling? I think she's she's just chilling. chilling. She's not charged with so anything. So Cheyenne, give us a call. Cheyenne. Yeah, give us a call. Tell us why you lied. I want to know. Why you lying? Why you lying? Why you cheating? <laughs> she though, she might have genuinely had some. I mean, I don't think she copped to that. Be like, oh yeah, I was a little. I don't think she had that pseudoscientist or whatever the fuck. It doesn't ring a bell to me. Sounds like something's going to be on my test on Friday. Yeah, probably will. Um, Everybody, go rate, review, and subscribe. Hang out with us on every episode from here on and backwards.
I don't want to go home and study. Bah. All right. Thank you all again. <laughs> Much love. Rate, review, subscribe, as Lisa said. Buy some merch. Buy some merch. Hang out with us on social media. Come join us on an no, episode, I'm man. I'm some crazy articles, and I hate that I keep posting it as my personal account. I know. On our Facebook group, because I used to be able to figure out how to post it as I, I and I, and I have failed to do that. So there's some interesting cases on there. So come talk to us. We have a lot of engagement. Yeah, there's been a lot of ch- cheer chatter. Chitter chatter. On the Chit chat. We the... love hearing from you and hearing about the cases that uh, cross y'all's mind. Yes. So <laughs> Matt's been trying to wrap this up for 30 minutes. So I'm going to let it bygones be bygones. Jungle Beats. Holla at me. Who's Jungle Beats? That's a producer. Thank you all. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.